Sunday school. We appreciate all the children up here and uh, just appreciate the beautiful day the Lord's blessed us with. And, um, we've set this day aside for pastor appreciation and uh, we appreciate our good pastor and his wife and uh, uh, just what a blessing they are to the church and uh, just what a great pastor he's been. Uh, he's the only pastor I've ever had and I appreciate that. But uh, um, but the reason um, Terry and Linda's great people and great leaders in this church because they follow the Lord. And uh, the kids sing a, another song. Is a I, I'm gonna mess this up. But it's the best, the best me I'll ever be is a me that lives for Jesus. Uh, to be the best we can be, we gotta live for Jesus and do what He asks us. And uh, we fail every day, but uh, we we try. Um, that's all we can do is try to live for the Lord and uh, just try to follow Him each and every day. And um, when we mess up, ask for his forgiveness. He'll be there to forgive us and uh, lead us and guide us. But we hope, uh, pray that uh, everybody just follow the Lord this morning. We'll have a great day in the Lord. And, uh, I'm going to ask uh, Brother Blaine, can you just miss Sunday school?
I appreciate Roger taking care of Sunday school while I wasn't here. And uh, it's good to have good people that you can depend on. And uh, I hate not being here, but sometimes you can't help it. And uh, but I appreciate God's blessings. Uh, even uh, Job, Job said that man born a woman's few days and full of trouble. And Job, Job had way more trouble than I've ever had. Uh, what little bit of trouble we've had in our lives, sickness and deaths and different things, real small compared to what Job had. But even uh, in the bad times, we've got a we've got a God that never leaves us and never forsakes, and He's. Uh, more present actually in the bad times than he is sometimes in the good times. Uh, I've, I've been through some, a, a few pretty good, pretty hard times in my life, and the Lord was there and, uh, and manifested himself without me even asking him. Sometimes, uh, most of the time when I when I try to pray, I started out praying for me, and uh, uh, and hope I can get off of me sooner or later and get to something else. But uh, the, I've had some hard times before that the Lord showed up without me even asking. Maybe it was in my heart. I don't know, but uh, He's an ever he's a present help in time of trouble. The Bible said, and uh, and he said, "I'll never leave you, and I'll never forsake you." Uh, the lesson this morning is the call, the call of Gideon, and everybody knows that story, real familiar story. But uh, uh, if I want to read uh, in the in the second chapter of the book of Judges. Uh, maybe the 10th and 11th verses. And uh, this is talking about Joshua and the, and the leadership that was in Israel when they come, when they come into the promised land. And it, it says, And also all that generation were gathered unto their fathers, and there arose another generation after them which knew not the Lord, nor yet the works which he had done for Israel. And the children of Israel did evil in the sight of the Lord and served Balaam. And uh, Joshua was a real great leader. And it, and, and, and it sounds like some of the elders that were in Israel with, with him at that time were, the, were real great people too. And... Uh, but the Bible said they died, and another generation rose that knew not the Lord. And makes you wonder, but now I've seen that happen over and over, seemed like, in my lifetime. Uh, you have people in the church that's real great people, real great uh, warriors for the Lord, and seem like uh, their kids don't follow in their footsteps. 
Then maybe they get saved, but they just they just don't put out the effort. And uh, that happens over and over and over, and it did in Israel. And uh, so uh, Joshua, Joshua, and, and and that generation followed the Lord. Uh, now, if you, if you go back to when they was coming through the wilderness, they was same way they was after they got into the promised land. They was kind of up and down, and uh, they'd be they'd be some of them come along and follow the Lord real good, and then then when they they died off, they'd be another generation that uh, didn't do as great, and they had good leadership. But you remember when Moses was up on the mountain, and somebody preached about this just recently, but uh, when Moses was up on the mountain, and uh, he, he was up there for an extended period of time, and uh, they, they talked uh, Aaron into making the golden calf. And they was worshiping the golden calf and, and having a party when Moses come down off the mountain. But he was just he was just gone for a, for a little while, and and they got into trouble. That shows you, and 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 that's that comes back to the Pastor Appreciation Day if you wanna if you wanna have it, and and I think we ought to a good a good pastor, a good leader in the church is worth more than you could even think about. And we're talking, and that's what I'm talking about today. Moses was, was a great leader. God set him over Israel. Well, he was just going up on the mountain a little while and they was in trouble. And you let a church go without a good leader and it don't take long till they're in trouble. It's, uh, and it, it shouldn't be that way, but it is. But you need a church needs good leadership, and the, and the way you get good leadership is to listen to God. God, God, and and that's talking. We're talking about the call of Gideon, and we talked a while back about God calling Moses, and and the different leaders. And I talked about Jeremiah, and uh, and God, God put all of those people in the place where He wanted them. Well, I remember, and that's telling how old I am, I guess, but I remember when God put set Terry in this church. And, uh, and, and, and I, believe, I believe God set him here. Well, I, I know he did. I don't, that's not just a belief. I know he did. I knew he did that day. But, uh, and, and God's blessed him to be able to stay here and be our pastor for all these years. And same way with Siegel before him. Uh, God set him in. And and we could go right on back. And to when I was just a kid. And this church had been blessed with some of the best preachers that ever lived. In my opinion. And still, are, still is. And them blessings don't come automatic. That's, we get into that in this lesson today. 
God blessed Israel. They come out of Egypt. They come into the promised land. And he, he gave them a land that flowed with milk and honey. When God saved us, he brought us out of the, out of the wilderness. Uh, and it was in the lesson last week where he found, said he found Jacob in a waste howling wilderness. And he kept him as the apple of his eye. He found every one of us in that same wilderness. We was every one lost and on our way to hell when God picked us up and set us down in a, in a land that flows with milk and honey. They've been, I've been saved a long time. And I ain't always lived the greatest. I ain't, I ain't trying to blow my own horn. I ain't always lived the greatest. But what God put down in here has been the greatest. When I've, when I've tried to live right, it's been the greatest thing that ever happened in my life. And, uh, and still is. And getting better all the time. Now, I, 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 I tell all the time, I, when I first got saved, I was, I was in high school at Lima Senior. And I was sitting in school one day, and I was looking out the window, and I, I was wondering, is this the day the Lord's going to come and get me? And I was looking for him then, and I'm looking for him way more now than I did back then. Because I know I'm getting closer to the river crossing. One of these days it's going to be my turn. But I've got a place to go to that's beyond telling you. It's beyond imagination. I have not seen, ear have not heard, neither have entered the heart of man the things that God has prepared for them that love him. And, and I, love, I love the Lord. Uh, like David, because he first loved me, and he picked me up when I was lost. And every one of you knows, if you've been saved by the grace of God, what kind of shape you was in when God told you you was lost and going to hell. You, you know where I was at. And he changed my life. And it, uh, me and my wife were talking the other day, and I, and, Whatever we was talking about, I, I don't want to get into that, but I, I was talking about how impossible it is to tell somebody what being saved's like. It's, it, it's beyond telling. It's beyond words. It's joy unspeakable and full of glory. You can't tell it. You can just say, this is the best thing ever happened to me, and the joy is the greatest thing in the world, and... and that don't really tell people what it is. But if, if it's the greatest thing ever happened to us, then we ought to live like it. Now, I want to get to this lesson. Uh, there arose a generation that knew not the Lord. And it seemed like this, this happened over and over and over. You can go through the book of Judges, and, and they got in trouble pretty regular. And God had raised up a new judge or a, a new person to, to deliver them out of their trouble. And they'd, they'd follow the Lord for a little while, and then they was right back in trouble again. And that, re, that reminds you of us sometimes. In my life, I, I've, I've been there. I've got myself in trouble before. I remember one time in particular, I got away from the Lord, and I, was, I wasn't gone long. I couldn't handle it. I was scared to death. 
because I knew God was, I was, I, I knew I had myself in trouble, and God was was going to get me. And He never did break my neck or put me in the hospital with some real bad disease. But He let me know right down in here that I was wrong, that I still belong to Him, and I better get myself where I belong. And uh, so I, I can't hardly understand how people can get away from God and stay gone for years and years and years. It's beyond me. I could Maybe I'm a lot softer hearted than they was, but I couldn't handle it. But I know how it is. People with these people back here, they was kind of up and down and in and out. And, and, and we got a lot of people like that now. And I understand that. I don't like it, and God don't like it, but it's, uh, the kids were singing that song uh, about the armor, Jesus won the war. He, he absolutely, the Bible said, thanks be to God, which giveth us the victory through Christ Jesus our Lord. And I don't know if I quoted that exactly right, but we've got the victory in Christ. But Paul said for us to put on the whole armor of God that we might be able to stand against the fiery darks of Satan. And I didn't quote that right, I know. But uh, if, if there wasn't going to be a battle, we wouldn't need no armor. And it's a battle. I've, I've been saved 60-some years, and it's been a battle every day. There's, there's not been a day that I ain't needed God, God's armor. And uh, there won't be a day till he takes me home. And, and I've said this over and over and over again. One of the greatest things about going to heaven is the devil ain't going to be there. The, the battle will be over. And, uh, and all the good things. Now, this lesson here starts out again the same way in the sixth chapter of the book of Judges. And the children of Israel did evil in the sight of the Lord, and the Lord delivered them into the hand of Midian seven years. And uh, God told them if, if they'd live for him, he'd take care of them. And I'm, I'm just paraphrasing, but he, he said he'd take care of them. He told us the same thing. If we'll live for him, he'll, he'll bless us, he'll take care of us. He'll bless our church. And, and, and God has, they, there's evidently been a few people, at least a few people in this church that's lived for the Lord ever since I was just a little kid because God's blessed this church beyond measure. It wasn't always my fault. So somebody was living for the Lord. And somebody still is because he's still blessing us. They still people getting saved. And that's that's why the church is in the world. If 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 it would if God didn't need the church here to reach out to the lost, when the day I got saved, he could have took me right on home. And because I, I wouldn't have had no job down here. But God's got a job for every one of us while we're here to be a light to the world, to point our people to Jesus, to tell them how good it is to be saved. And, and make them believe it. And, uh, and, and the way you do that is to live it the very best you can.
But anyway, they did evil in the sight of the Lord. And uh, and he delivered them into the hands of Midian. And the hand of Midian prevailed against Israel. And because of the Midianites, the children of Israel made them the dens which are in the mountains and caves and strongholds. Now, I got a scripture I want to read. And I could probably quote it, but I'm not going to. Uh, I don't know if I'd get it exactly right, but in the this is a familiar scripture. It's in, in the but it goes along with this lesson. This is in the seventh chapter of the book of Second Chronicles. And uh, when when Solomon was dedicating the temple, and God made a covenant with him. At the twelfth verse of the seventh chapter, and the Lord appeared to Solomon by night and said unto him, I have heard thy prayer, and have chosen this place to myself for a house of sacrifice. If I now listen, if I shut up heaven that there be no rain, or if I command the locusts to devour the land, or if I send pestilence among my people, if my people that's talking about the church now. People that's been saved. If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and will heal their land. And uh, so God, if, if we get in trouble and if we seek the Lord, he'll forgive us. If we, if we sin, we've got an advocate. We can call on God, and he's, he's faithful and just, the Bible said, to forgive us our sins. He will, if, if we right out of our heart repent. Did you, ever, did you ever get yourself in the wrong place one way or another? Be wrong with God. Be out of, out of sorts, however you want to say it. And decide in here that you needed to repent. I've done this. I've decided before I was wrong, I needed to repent. And I'd, I'd go off somewhere and get on my knees. And I'd try hard as I could to pray, but it was coming out of here. When it come out of here, God heard it. When it comes out of here, God ain't listening. So we need to. The Bible said for we, if we humble ourselves before the mighty hand of God, he'd, he'd exalt us in due time. So if we, can, if we can humble our hearts and repent right out of here, God will lift us up and he'll, he'll forgive us our sins and he'll, he'll set us back in a good place. Now these, these people got in a bad place because they, they turned their backs on God. How many, how many of us can say the same thing? We've got in bad places before because we turned our back on God. We've ever won. And, and there's a scripture I got, I got wrote down here. It's in this lesson one. Uh, say, we've all sinned and come short of the glory of God, and there's none good, no, not one. And uh, so we've all sinned. We've all, we've all been there. So if we've all been there, we've all enjoyed 
God forgiven us of our sins. And it, it, ain't, it ain't an enjoyment when you're trying to repent. Make, it makes you feel bad when, when you feel guilty. But when God forgives you, it's, it's joy. Every one of God's blessings is joy unspeakable and full of glory. And uh, anybody got a comment? There's a scripture in Romans, and this, I quote this scripture quite often. It's, a, it's probably one of my favorites. He said, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. It's a reasonable service. We, God wants us to present our bodies. Now, when I got saved, I gave, him, I gave him my life. He saved my soul. And he sealed it up till the day of redemption. Sin can't get in there. There's, never, there's not been any sin there since that Sunday morning in 1956. That's, that's, that's almost unbelievable to say those words. But God keeps it out of there. He sealed that up by the Holy Spirit of promise till the day of redemption. The devil was cast out and his goods with him. He, he's, in, he's in this carcass you're looking at, going up and down in this earth, seeking whom he may devour, trying to get me to mess my life up so that he can get somebody else in hell. And if we as a church, if we mess up, if we mess up what God's give us, we could cause somebody to, uh, some of our kids, our grandkids, any of our friends, we could cause them to turn their backs on God and not get saved and end up in a devil's hell. And none of us don't want that. So we, we need to try our best to keep ourselves unspotted from the world. In the... I want to read this scripture. In the, this is in between parts of this lesson. They didn't put all these verses in here, but the, the, the sixth verse of this sixth chapter says, And Israel was greatly impoverished because of the Midianites, and the children of Israel cried unto the Lord. When, when we, get, we get ourselves in trouble, just like these people did, they got themselves in trouble by their sin, and they cried unto the Lord. And when, when we get in trouble, when I've been, I've got in trouble, I couldn't tell you the number of times in my life, and cried to the Lord right out of here now, and He's forgiven me. The blood of Jesus, the Bible said, cleanses from all sin. And uh, so God, God, if we'll humble our hearts, He'll forgive us. And uh, He'll restore that joy. Uh, just like He did with David. 
Ständer. got saved, I'll include all of us because we're all included. When we got saved, we became an heir and a joint heir with Christ. And I said this too a while ago. Heaven was ours right then. And God could have took us on home and been justified in doing so. But he, he needed us here, just like Linda was saying, be a light to all of our family and all of our kids, our friends and uh, and a lot of times if we're not careful we'll be just like these people were back here we'll fail and come short of the glory of God and don't don't do our job like we ought to and don't be the light that we ought to be but the light the light's already there all we got to do is let it shine and uh, and the way you do that Ain't with just the words that comes out of here. That's part of it. I tell, and I say this every Sunday, people probably get tired of hearing me, but getting saved is the best thing that ever happened to me. And if I say that on Sunday, then Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, I ought to be saying the same thing, and my life ought to be proving that. If my life don't prove what my mouth says, something ain't right. And uh, so we need to we need to do the very best we can. Now listen here in the seventh verse, and it came to pass when the children of Israel cried unto the Lord because of the Midianites, that the Lord sent a prophet unto the children of Israel, which said unto them, Thus saith the Lord God of Israel. I brought you up from Egypt and brought you forth out of the house of bondage. And I delivered you out of the hand of the Egyptians and out of the hand of all that oppressed you and drave them out from before you and gave you this land, their land. Now, God, I remember, I remembered, and I believe everybody here is probably the same way. I remember just like yesterday. That Sunday morning when God told me I was lost. I was sitting about probably four seats back over on this side of the church in the little block building over on Albert Street. And God told me I was lost. The preacher, Preacher Ash was our pastor at that time. And I was talking about good pastor. He was a good one. Uh he followed the Lord and, and the God, preached the gospel to me. That Sunday morning, he preached out at the Christ, the Son of the living God, and made God made that real to me down in here. He, he let me know that, and, and I, I told this before, uh, 
it hadn't been too long before that that me and some of my friends was out messing around and we was joking about going to hell. And at, at that time, it was just a joke. But when God, told, when God told me, it wasn't a joke anymore. It was absolute fact, and I knew it. And I was standing holding the bench, and I was going to stay there. I had a lot of pride. I didn't want nobody to see me cry. And I, I was standing there keeping my face as straight as I could, trying to look the preacher right in the eye. And if, if, you, knew, if you knew Flavor Sash, and a lot of the older people here do, he was a big, tall, slim guy, and it seemed like his finger was that long. And he would, it seemed like when he was pointing that finger, it was pointing right at me every time. And, uh, and God was telling me every time that I was wrong, I was going, I was on my way to hell, I needed to come to Jesus and get saved. And I stood right there and held onto the bench, and I would have still been standing there if he hadn't sent Edna Mason to me that morning. And she, she'd come over. I seen her coming from across the church, and she, she was a crippled lady. She walked walk with a limp, and I, she'd come across the front of the church, and I knew where she was going. And she come, stuck her hand out, said, do you need to pray? And I come out of there, and God saved me. The best day, the worst day of my life when God told me I was lost, when he saved me, it's been the best day ever since. And one of these days, it's going to get even better. Jesus is going to come and get me. And I'm going home. And everybody here that's been saved knows how good that is. There's nothing no better. So they, these people got in trouble. The Midianites was overrunning their country when, when the harvest come in, while they come in to steal it. And these people was hiding in the dens and the caves of the earth trying to hide from them people, trying to protect their life, what they had. And uh, Gideon, if you get down in this lesson, Gideon was threshing wheat. And he was hiding doing that. And, uh, uh, and God called him, and we, we're going to get into that. I hope we... Don't run out. We're going to run out of time probably. But <clears throat> the tenth verse said, "I and I said unto you, I am the Lord your God. Fear not the gods of the Amorites in whose land ye dwell, but ye have not obeyed my voice." They kept uh, just like they done. I mentioned when they made the golden calf when they was in the wilderness, they just kept going back to them strange gods. And God had told them over and over and over not to do that. And we're still doing the same thing today. Uh, off and on, some of us, uh, we kind of get things in the way. And we, we, don't, I, we, I, we don't make no golden calves, I don't think, set them up and worship them. But if we ain't careful... Uh, we'll let 
different things in our life. Houses and land and cars and, and people and different things, we'll let them come between us and God. And if, if, I, if I let something come between me and God, it's, it's an idol God. Because there is no other God besides our God. He's the only true and living God. And if we put anything else in the way, it's a dead God. I don't, I don't care if it's walking around. It's, it's not a God. But if we've got it in the way, then we've, we've set up an idol. And I believe we ought to be thankful and appreciative of everything that God's given us. Every, the, every, every gift, every good and perfect gift comes from God. And every, everything that we have. The Bible said the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof and all they that dwell therein. So everything, everything here in this world belongs to God. And if He's blessed me to have a house to live in, a car to drive, food to eat, that's all God's. If he blessed, and he blessed me as long as, I, long as I was working to have a good job. That's a blessing from God. And uh, so it, it, every, everything we have come from God. But most of all, what he done for me when he saved me. And there came, there came an angel of the Lord and sat under the oak, an oak which was in Oprah that pertained unto Joash the Abizarite and his son Gideon threshed wheat by the winepress to hide it from the Midianites. And uh, <clears throat> when... When your heart's right and you're doing what you're supposed to be doing, you're in the place where God wants you to be, you don't have to hide from nobody. God don't want you to hide from nobody. He wants, he wants your life to prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. And uh, if our life proves that, then somebody will be convinced that they need Jesus. And, uh, and that's, that's why we have church. Terry gets up here and preaches every Sunday and tries to convince people that they need Jesus. And I come, I've told a lot of times when, when mom and dad was bringing me to church, I didn't like to come to church. Because I had to sit still and behave myself. And, uh, but the day I got saved, that all changed. I couldn't wait. That was on Sunday morning. I couldn't wait till Sunday night to get back to church. And when my heart's been right, that's been that way for the last 60-some years, however long that's been. When my heart's right, I can't wait for church time. Now there's been time there's been times a lot of times maybe my heart ain't been exactly where it ought to be and not have a battle. And that's one of the battles that we have with Satan. 
we get a little bit low and a little bit out of sorts, and, and he'll try to convince us that we're too tired to come to church. Or it won't hurt nothing if I ain't there this time. If, if, if we're able, and there's not some reason why we can't be, when it's church time, we're, this is where we're supposed to be. And God understands and God knows if, if we've got a reason why we can't be, God understands that. And I don't, I don't think he, He'll hold you responsible if He knows that you ain't able. But, but we need to be doing our part if we're able. And the angel of the Lord appeared unto him and said unto him, The Lord is with thee, thou mighty man of valor. Now, God could tell us everyone that. And, and like Gideon, uh, Gideon wasn't no warrior. He was just a farmer. And uh, that's, that surprised him when the, when the angel told him that. And uh, God, God called Gideon to do a job. He's got he's he's called every one of us. When when God saved us, he the Bible said we were created in Christ Jesus unto a good work, which God foreordained that we should walk in them. So we were created when we got saved. We were we were created down inside unto a good work, and he he put his spirit down in here, and he told us to keep this thing here under subjection to that spirit. That's the battle. And if, if I... Did you ever have God come along and tell you to testify? Get up and tell how good it is to be saved or something, something similar? And the devil will be right there saying, that ain't enough. You need, you need to say a little more than that. Or maybe that's too much. Or maybe you ain't able to do that. And all of us, all of us have doubts in this fella. And the devil's going to put even more in here. And uh, anything that God wants us to do, Satan's going to tell us it don't need to be done. Or somebody else needs to do it. Or the preacher's doing a fine job. We just keep our mouth shut. But if God, if God gives you something to say, even if it's, I've heard little kids get up and, and say, I'm glad the Lord saved me. And take me clear to the top of the mountain. And they didn't, they didn't, they don't know how big a testimony that was. That's the greatest testimony that any of us could ever give. And I'm glad the Lord saved me. And I can't seem like I can't get away from that this morning. But that's, that's the greatest thing in my life. And there's nothing no better. And I'm going to have to quit. I'm running out of time. But God called Gideon, and you, know, you all know the story where he, he laid the fleece out and tried the Lord and then 
He tried his army. God told him, you got too many. And he ended up with just 300 people, and they didn't lift a sword. They went down around the camp with the pitchers and, and the trumpets, and they blowed the trumpets and broke the pitchers, and the light shined out, and the, the enemy started fleeing, and they was, they was fighting each other, and, and uh, then they, they, Israel went after them then and destroyed them. But uh, God God will take care of us, and he'll make a way and where it seems like there is no way. He'll make a way, and he'll hold us up. He'll give us what we need. And that's, that's, I'm out of time.